0: want to make sure that you've recovered enough so that when it's time to do the next interval, you can go as hard as you can again. It's not about, you know, I'm bringing my heart rate down to 140 and then I'm going to bring it up to 180. It's about the recovery. How are you recovering from a cardiovascular and a neuromuscular standpoint so that you can go really fast, really hard again?
1: Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster the show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high performance mind, body and lifestyle.
2: Hi, friends. In this week's episode of Bite Size Biohacks, we're going to be diving into how do you feel properly before exercise and what's the difference between HIIT training and SIT training. It's a short clip from my recent podcast episode with Dr. Stacey Sims, hugely popular episode, as was the one that I did with her previously, uh, where we dived into all the different uh, things that you need to think about the science around exercising and fueling properly during perimenopause and how you need to change out your training how to get best results how to improve things like your vo2 max your metabolism your bone density and a whole lot more but in this short clip here you're going to be hearing about how to fuel properly for exercise and also how to use sit and hit effectively now if you want to listen to the full episode it is episode number 185 where you can find out all about training, sleeping and fasting protocols for perimenopause with Dr. Stacy Sims. And if you want to get a free health check from us and find out where you are in terms of optimizing your sleep, your hormones, the insights you're gathering, how you're fueling your body and also your training in terms of both physical training and training your mind, then you can go and get a free personalized report by heading over to yourtotalhealthcheck.com and fill out a very short questionnaire and then we will send you a personalized report with your scores on each area and also sharing with you how you can improve those areas. That's over at yourtotalhealthcheck.com. But now, without further delay, let me introduce you to this short clip from Dr. Stacey Sims. And as I say, if you want to listen to the full episode, it's episode 185.
0: If you're going to go do some gym work with resistance training, we know that women should have some protein instead of carbohydrate around 90 calories of protein. So what is that? 20 grams of protein. And that helps bring our resting metabolic rate up after exercise, after resistance training. If we're gonna do cardio, then we wanna put a little bit of carb in there. My protein powder has a little bit of carb in it, um, primarily because I love maple sugar. And the only time I can have it is when I put it with my protein powder. So I put maple sugar in with my protein powder and coffee. so, yes, this is there's a little bit of carb, but it's primarily amino acid based. Uh, so, yeah, if you were to have put protein powder in your black coffee, you would have
2: been good to go. So. So just so I clarify that. So if I was weight training, I would have the protein powder with a black coffee. But actually doing what I was doing today, which was some just sprints, very quick, short, sharp. Uh, I should have had a little bit of carbs as well. Yep. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Because we're doing that kind of anaerobic training. yes yes Yes. okay interesting so if we come back a little bit to nutrition because we stick with them so the sprint interval training that i was doing this morning this is really important and i think you talk a lot about this in the book we need to provide that's another way of providing a strong stimulus and a lot of the research i've seen and i think you talk about this as well in here in the book is about how that helps your mitochondria um yes there's also um So, okay, so just uh, let's step back a little bit to clarify for people. They might be wondering what the hell is sprint interval training. Can you just describe what that means to be doing? Yes, the sprint interval training falls
0: under the umbrella of high intensity interval training, but both of them are different. So sprint interval training is like full gas for 20 to 30 seconds with maybe 90 to 120 seconds every week. So you're going as hard as you can for 20 to 30 seconds in full recovery. So then you can go as hard as you can again. If we're looking at high intensity interval training, the interval is longer. It's not as high intense. So if we're looking at a rating of perceived exertion, you're doing sprint interval training, you're sitting at a nine or 10 for those 20 to 30 seconds. We talk about high intensity interval training where your intervals are a little bit longer Then you're sitting around a, a seven or eight. There's just slightly less intense, but they're still short. But with sprint interval training, you can't do very much of it. And as balls to the wall, as hard as you can go for those intervals and then as fast as you can recover, recover, but you want to make sure that you've recovered enough that when it's time to do the next interval, you can go as hard as you can again. It's not about, you know, I'm bringing my heart rate down to 140 and then I'm going to bring it up to 180. It's about the recovery. Like how are you recovering from a cardiovascular and a neuromuscular standpoint so that you can go really fast, really hard again. And it might be that you can only do three at you first start, and then you can build up to five
2: to eight sets. Uh,
0: But it's about being short, sharp, and very efficient.
2: Okay. So you could increase that recovery as you were going through, could you? So for example, I was doing exactly that, about 25 seconds, and then recovering for about 60 seconds. But I noticed as I was going through the number of sprints, I was needing slightly longer recovery to be able to get back up to the speed so that's fine you can play that that's fine okay so how many times a week do we need to be doing this and is this something that we need to avoid in the luteal phase
0: Uh, so in the luteal phase it is something you want to avoid because it's so high intense and it's such a strong stress to the body um that said If you're suffering from a really bad PMS and you're like, I can't get out of bed because I have lots of bloating and I just awful, or you've gone through from luteal, excuse me, luteal to the bleed phase and you're having a lot of cramping, then getting out and doing a couple of short, sharp, high intensity 20 second intervals is magic.
1: Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe.